Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe, Do You, Paranormal Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. I had to I had to do it with like a question mark because I said, we believe, do you? And I'm like, that's not a question. It's we believe, do you, is how it has to be said. And I didn't do that. Anyway. I don't think I say it as a question until we get to the end. Oh, well. Well, yeah, oh, no, that's not true. I don't even say the the question part. You do. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just said it right now. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right. That, that doesn't because, feel like it was said in a question. Because even then you say, we believe to you a paranormal podcast. And I say the, we believe to you. Uh, is it? We believe to we you. Do you a, par- no. no, the, we believe to you paranormal podcast or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> of, anyway. the, of the, we believe to you paranormal podcast is what I say. Oh, well, that's wrong. Well, uh, I mean, you're wrong. <laughs> Technically, no. It's not an opinion. Uh, so today, we have some stories of high strangeness for you guys. I feel like I'm probably going to leave all that in just so you can hear how we bicker as siblings. Um, it's not It's not all... Rainbows and uh, sunshine. It's not, yeah, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, guys. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, yeah, stories of high strangeness. We're already at the end of May, which... I don't know how we're here, but I feel like I say that every damn month because it just seems to go by faster and faster. It's um, just as the older you get, time just goes by because just so much quicker. Because I remember as a kid, you know, school years felt eternal to me. Yeah. And then now, you know, that I'm an adult and I see like kids in like you know, my nephews and nieces and stuff like that. And at my patient's home, he has siblings that, you know, go to school and stuff like that. You know, it, it just seems, I was like, damn, it's summer already. Like, didn't they yeah. just start school? Yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, what we talked about last episode, I'm a grandma, grandma, you know, like, yeah, that's already a passed. year. And, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like it just happened recently. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. It just seems as when you're like, like when you're an adult, um, time just seems to go by so much faster. Sometimes I've heard it. Well, anyway, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting into our story time. All right. Well, I guess let me start. Um, I got, I got a couple tearjerkers just off the rip. Like the first two stories are, are tearjerkers. I'm gonna tell you, I'm already like feeling emotional like these last few days. So I'm probably gonna cry you hopefully probably, i don't you probably should have brought some tissue damn it i'm yeah. in a closet so i'll just use one of these t-shirts here or something yeah um all right okay here we go so this story is from it's from reddit uh, i'm not really sure how to pronounce this lore lair lair lore l-a-i no l-a-o-i-r La or Lair Lair Lore. Anyway, it's okay. ten days ago. <laughs> the title of this is My Dead Son Sent Me a Sign Telling Me He Was Okay. Hmm. And it was crazy because these two stories that I'm gonna the, like they they popped up on you know the Sunday of grandma's anniversary. So I was just like, hmm. Maybe this was her way of telling me that she's good. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it goes. I would really like to share this experience with you guys. I've never told anyone this before because I talk about stuff like this, like this people and people look at me like I'm nuts, but I'm not. 
typical you know we've we know what you're talking we know we know how you feel girl don't worry about it relatable a little backstory my son died when he was three years old back in 2018 he had cancer and battled it all his life fast forward to 2020 i was living in a house with my mom and sister and her boyfriend we were sitting in our garage one night and all of a sudden we saw a light flickering on a shelf in the very back of the garage my sister's boyfriend went to see what it was the light was coming from one of my mom's old phones that hadn't that had been sitting in the spot for two years. It was all busted up and had never charged and hadn't been charged in those two years. My sister's boyfriend picked it up and it stopped blinking. We tried to turn it on, but it was dead. We didn't think anything of it at, at first and sat it down on one of my son's Mickey Mouse coloring books. As soon as that phone touched his coloring book, it started flashing again. He picked it up and it stopped flashing, set it down again on the coloring book and it started flashing again. At that point, I was calling out to my son to see if it was him and then the phone turned on. There was a random jumble of letters and numbers on the screen, but right there amongst the jumbled letters and numbers, it said Mickey Mouse. At that point, I knew it was him. I cried hysterically. We all did. We went inside with the phone and showed my mom and told her what happened. She couldn't believe it. The phone stopped flashing and I held it for a few hours to see if it would do it again. We were all about to go to bed, so my sister stood up and turned off the living room light. I set the phone down on a fireplace in the living room by a little cross and Bible. We were all about to go to our rooms when the light on the phone came on again. The light on the phone was pointed directly at the cross and casted a big shadow on the cross. The shadow of the cross covered one of the of our entire living room walls. All of our months, uh, all of our mouths dropped wide open. We all knew he was showing us a sign that he was okay. We all prayed together and talked to him that night. After that phone, after that phone never turned on again. Never flashed the light again either. I tried to charge it the next day and it never turned on. This is one of my many experiences we've had since he died. Just let me know. It just lets me know that there is more out there than we will ever be able to understand. The end. That one's sweet. That one reminds me of like the freaking the dove. Did you send? No, no. I didn't. I ever told. Sorry, I never told you about this. I thought you had sent it to me, but it was Carlos, and he's like, "I sent it because I knew you'd be like, ooh, it's possessed." And I was like, "What?" But let me tell you. So it was like at a funeral. And uh, they released all these like white doves. And I guess you could like order a box of doves and they like fly back to their owner and then the owner will like rent them out to someone else and they like fly back to their owner and they're all tagged like they have like little like mm-hmm. specific color tags anyway. So they release these doves at the funeral and the next day one of the doves ended up at the person's like i guess like the family's i think it was like a, maybe a father like an older father uh who had passed away and it ended up at like the wife's house and like the kids happened to be there at the house and there's a whole bunch of family members and it landed on top of the car and everyone was freaking out and like they zoomed in on the tags from when it was released mm-hmm. or all of them were released and then so when it ended up it showed up at their house cuz this is this isn't like a funeral like they released it at their house they released these doves at the fucking like uh funeral cemetery. The cemetery yeah at the cemetery and it like found the people at their house and like landed on the car and like i said it was like a family get together i guess because everyone was outside mm-hmm. and everyone was like 
freaking out and crying and i was like oh my god like i started crying and he, <laughs> and and he was like uh carlos was like yeah i sent it to you because i thought you'd be like "Ooh, it's possessed by a demon i'm like why that's like a beautiful story why would i think it's possessed by a demon <laughs> like what the hell but i thought it was really it kind of reminded me of that like i don't know i i guess i kind of would have loved to have like something like that or whatever mm. but well what was his scientific um, explanation for it i don't know he didn't have one i'm kind of surprised he sent it to me <laughs> yeah but yeah imagine imagine like you you release those doves and then like you're you know the cemeteries by like a highway or something and then like they're crossing the highway and just a truck like nails all of them that would be do like what happens do you get like do you have to pay for them now or you know is know. there are they insured i'm, I'm sure they're insured insured. insured 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 are they insured um because that's crazy i didn't think about that right? until right now i was like yeah imagine that would suck i'm sure she's got a shit ton of them just trains them to come back but yeah fun fun little story well yours was nice and then it just made me think of i don't know why i hadn't told you sooner and then I just like completely fucking derailed it by talking about pigeons. Yeah, like, doves getting like yeah. Took you took a, a beautiful moment and made it ugly. Yeah, that's fine. I'll have to send you the video, or maybe have I you can ever, share it on Facebook or social media. Have you ever had like while you're driving on the highway, just a, a bird like slam into oh, your windshield? I cried. I cried. I was I was going over a bridge and like I I couldn't I couldn't swerve and so I yeah. just kept going and it just like. Bam, and I cried the whole way home because I, was... I still think th- I don't know why you had to say that because I just like triggered like my heart hurts now. That yeah, sucks. well, the thing I literally is, told you I was emotional, and you're just like trying to make you. Yeah. yeah, damn it. No, I the thing is, it had happened. It happened to me like I don't know. It's it's been a while. It's over definitely over a year, but. Like I, w- I was driving down the expressway and I don't remember, if I, I don't remember where I was going, if I was going to work, or whatever. But the point is all of a sudden out of nowhere, like I just, boom, something hit my, my windshield yeah. and I, and I saw it and I was like, oh shit, I think that was a bird. Cause it left like a little like smudge. And I was like, yeah. And then like, mm-hmm. and then, then pretty close after that, the same shit happened. And I was like, wow, that's wow. really weird. Yeah. I like my entire life that I've been driving. I don't think I've ever hit a bird and then to hit two, like to have two birds hit my windshield mm. in a short period of time. It was kind of crazy. It's got to be a, an omen. Yeah. Well, it doesn't omen. sound like a good omen. I yeah, I mean, no. so far, I mean, not nothing that I, I don't think anything bad happened in that time. So I'm not really sure, but yeah. Did, it, did I tell you, did I tell you about how, uh, I didn't know we had ravens in Texas, but apparently we do have ravens, but I've never seen a raven. I've seen crows. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I saw a crow when I moved to Austin, I thought it was crazy because we don't really have at these that I have that I remember. I don't ever remember seeing crows. There's grackles, but those aren't crows. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to say, because I know that like what we call crows down here in Brownsville or in the yeah. valley aren't actual crows. Yeah. No, those are grackles. And then crows are like bigger and well, they look different. And then ravens are even bigger than crows and they sound different too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I said, so I've saw these two ravens like flying overhead and then one landed in a tree like nearby as I was walking and it's like a like a fairly busy like neighborhood area ish so mm-hmm. I thought that was weird um and then the following day I get in my car to go to work and I like backed out you know like reversed to go like straight on the street and like as I like straighten out 
there's this fuck this was actually a crow just like ripping i don't know if it was like a it had to have been a mouse because there was like a tail just like fucking ripping the guts out from this mouse that it had caught like right in my path and i'm like this is bad right and you, like this you is a bad sign <laughs> huh should have made that into like a piece of art or something i mean technically i already have right my my raven with the eyeball in its mouth oh, okay yeah that's yeah. why i like that image kind of like <clears throat> yeah it popped into my head it. like i feel like it is, did it have a red background no i think I'm, I, I i no no no. i have i originally did it with a blue background and then i reversed the image so now it's a red background with a white raven mm. so i have two uh, but yeah anyway maybe that was I, your nawal i'm trying to raven. think if that if that happened before or after but i just i was like uh oh someone's this is not good, I feel like. But anyway, shall I read? Yes, do. Okay. Uh, so this, one, this is one of the shorter ones that I have, but uh, this one is by Substantial-Yam2086. It says, people die by threes in our village, which I think we've talked about yeah, that talk before. Yeah, plenty. Yeah, yeah. I've mentioned it multiple times. That's how they used to die in the nursing home by three, yeah. threes. Um, so I come from a village called Vega. It's in a small island in the Caribbean called Trinidad. We had a saying in my village, when one person dies in Vega, they drag down two others with them. Or simply, people die in threes in Vega. <laughs> uh, when I was a young boy, an old man from my street named Sundar died. He was drunk and fell out of the passenger, passenger door of a truck while he was driving. It rolled over him. Directly across the street from Sundar was a mentally unstable man whose wife and children had left him. He uh, committed. He ended his life by drinking herbicide days after Sundar died. Apparently, he didn't dilute it either. So, just drink it straight. I feel like. Well, I mean. Burning your insides. Yeah. Why, why would you want to dilute it? I feel like that would just be a slower death, no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the spot on the sidewalk where he god i'm sorry i almost kind of regret reading this now the spot on the sidewalk where he vomited was grass free for almost a year and a half he died while (laughs) it's fucked up (laughs) you're not supposed to laugh oh i'm sorry oh Oh, my god that's fucked up oh almost a year yeah almost a year after he died while grass grew all around it i would stand on that clean spot for the bus why would you do that um, a guy from next door also died the following week. Three men from three close-by houses within a few days of each other. Fast forward last year, my uncle Suk, Suk, my uncle Suk died from a stroke. During the wake, I heard one of my cousins say, "Let's wait and see who Suk is dragging down with him." Can you imagine? Damn. Yeah. The following week, another of my relatives died from COVID. Imagine a main street with three side streets on the right side. Uncle Sook died in his home, the third house in the first street. My other relative died in his home, the third house in the third street, because it was a COVID death. We couldn't gather at his house of the morning for fear the folks would be catching the virus. So we all gathered at my cousin's house, house, which incidentally was the third house in the second street. During the wake, I realized we were directly in the middle of the three houses where 
I realized we were directly in the middle and all three houses were in a straight line, even though they were on different streets. I joked that since our uncle died in the house a street down and our other uncle died in the house a street prior and the house we were at was lined up perfectly in the middle, that the people living in that house would be careful to not complete the three. It was a joke. We all laughed. My cousin from that house died in a car accident the next week. People die in threes in Vega. I feel like that's not something you joke about, though. Like, if you actually believe that people die in threes, or you've seen it happen before. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This is going to sound fucked up. So maybe cut it, but it maybe not. But like, like, if it's not your immediate family, it's probably easier to joke about some shit like that or like say some like but i don't know if i could like if i just be with my family like oh we want to use dying next yeah you i know? mean someone could just have like a dark sense of humor and yeah well i mean i did just laugh about a guy vomiting i was about him. to say i was like i don't know why you're judging because you just laughed about the grass not growing back where a dude vomited and died i mean you got it it was kind of funny i mean I didn't think so until you laughed. And then I was like, maybe I should. Am I going to hell if I laugh? I mean, we'll go together. Yeah, I'll probably both be there anyway. It's fine. Your turn. All right. Let me bring this back down. This pro- You probably will cry on this <laughs> Did one. it ever come back up? I guess because you laughed. Yeah, maybe. All right. So this is. Uh, from Reddit, the user is random, a uh, random average human. Uh, this was uh, the title of this one is "My friend told me he died and it was going to be okay in a dream." Mm. Yeah, just wait till you hear the story. <coughs> this isn't perfectly how it went because it was two years ago, and I'm only going back to this because I saw someone had the same experience. Just a little background. Three years ago, my friend I knew since birth was diagnosed with leukemia, and after an intense and scary year-long battle, the cancer won, and I'm tearing up just writing this. I miss him so much. So I was eating some food in the dream, and my friend rang the doorbell. He had his hair, and he looked—he had his hair, and he looked so nice, and he looked happy and said, I had a life I was going to live, and I couldn't live it. I want you to live a life and enjoy it. He smiled a bit and shrugged and said, Hey, it'll be okay. It'll be okay without me. I'll miss you too up there, but don't worry about me. The pain is gone. He went in for a hug, and we hugged for what felt like an eternity. I love you, man, he said as his parents' car door opened, and I yelled, Mark, don't leave me. Live, asshole. He just looked at me and laughed and said, sorry, man, I got to go. And I screamed and screamed, don't leave me, don't leave me. But he got in the car and drove into the street, which was a bright, which was a bright blue light, his favorite color. Hmm. And the second the car got engulfed, I woke up crying and screaming just as I'm just as my mom got home, walking in, crying and said, Mark died. And I just said, I know. And I cried for the day, but it felt better being able to say goodbye. God, I miss him. Edit. I want to thank you all for your kind support and similar stories. It's nice to see others who had what I had and a sorry and sorry for all your losses. Um, hold on, because I, I 
I think I, oh yeah. I also wanted to share this comment because they, they also shared something kind of crazy. Um, or unless you want to comment first and then I'll, I'll comment on, or I'll read the comment. I, that's like one of my fears is like having a dream of somebody mm-hmm. essentially like passing or saying goodbye, like in that sense. Or I mean, I guess it's not like it would be nice, but then I'd be like, damn it, because it'd be a reality, you know? Yeah. Well, when I actually when I read this, I actually thought about you because. I, OK, go. Because of the the experience that you had with grandma when she was in the hospital the first time, where where when she had like the the, the ventilator yeah. and all that stuff, where she came to you, and then also like I feel like later on came to me, and like we both just started bawling, or you know yeah. we were sad, couldn't handle it, and she was like, no, no, stop, and like just like, well, I guess I can't go yet, yeah. you know, and then she's like, she came back and just fought, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like that when I read this, I kind of thought of that experience. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But like grandma, like listened essentially and kept going versus like maybe the friend couldn't or didn't want to and was like, nope, peace. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, But grandma was like stubborn too, though. So it's like. She was. I'm surprised she listened to us. (laughs) Yeah. But and and it's and it was so funny too because it was like such her personality the when i was like no 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 like i don't want to hear it and like i but yeah like her like first telling me to like shut the fuck up basically and then just being kind of like annoyed and like just shoving me back i think shoving me back into my <gasps> did i say that before i think you may have okay i was just like re-realizing it because <laughs> I remember it. No, no, no. But because I am thinking of a conversation. Should I like just for context for people who maybe haven't heard? Yeah. Just like quickly say it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so basically this is just like a super short version. Um, or try to make it short. Our grandma was in the hospital and like kind of like in and out of consciousness. So she this wasn't was, necessarily like. Just to clarify too. This was actually a year before she actually passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Almost a year to like. Well, no. Yeah. A little over a year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so she was in in the hospital and it was like COVID, so we couldn't go see her and whatnot. And I had a dream. All this stuff happened. And then I ended up uh, back in like my room, basically. Um, Then my grandma walked into my bedroom and I had this experience with like the Virgin Mary, which like I won't go into details with that right before she walked into my bedroom. So I was super excited to tell her about it because like, you know, grandma was like very much a Catholic woman and I thought that she would appreciate the story. So I'm like, grandma, grandma, like you're not going to believe what I, who I just saw and like this experience I just had. And as I'm saying all this stuff, she's like walked through the door, came around to the opposite side of my bed because I would sleep on one side. And she sat down and I'm still like super excited. Like, let me tell you, let me tell you. And then she just like put her hand up, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, cause I was so excited, like to talk to her, like she had something to say. And I mean, that's basically what she said. Like, I, I need to, I need to ask you something. I need to tell you something. And then I knew what it was going to be. And, um, she didn't say it, but it very much felt like a, I'm tired and I want to go and I'm going to leave. But it was almost as if she was like, kind of also asking for permission or our opinion, I guess, if, if we wanted her to or not. And um, 
because I knew that that's what she was going to ask. I just, I could see it in her face and I was just like, no, like, no, no, no. I don't want to hear it. No. And like, as I'm kind of like freaking out and like telling her, no, I don't want to hear it. Uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, she just like, uh, started pushing me backwards and I, I, I guess I had said this before, but, um, I, now that I've like, you know, processed the dream, I really very much feel like that was more of like an astral projection of like her and I, and she was just pushing me back into my body because the moment that I was like fully laying down again, uh, I woke up and obviously like was bawling my eyes out and in tears and stuff like that. Um, and then after, after I had that dream and, you know, Eric had his, then she like took a turn for the better and she fought super hard like did her rehabilitation stuff that she needed to do and she came home and we had her for a whole other year uh before you know stuff kind of went downhill again but like yeah like it was just i mean granted unlike the story of this friend here right we at least got her back or she was like all right fine i guess i'll fucking stay because these guys but uh yeah yeah um, and then just for context, you know, when she was sick, she, she did end up on a ventilator and because she was on the vent for so long, she ended up needing to have a tracheostomy put in. If you don't know what that is, they basically cut a hole in your, th- like in your trache- trachea, uh, put a tube in there and you breathe through there, um, to cause, I guess, a little bit less damage than what the, in- the when you're intubated. Uh, and she was like that for a couple months a month maybe a month and a half yeah she was with the you know the 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 trach or maybe a month that she was with the trach and stuff like that because then she had it removed and that's how she was able to come back home and stuff um but she wasn't on that because of covid she just so happened to be in the hospital like when everything went like yeah right when covid shut like shut everything down um and then in my dream, it was something similar to where, like, I knew she was in the hospital, but in the dream, she came to my house and she was walking and stuff like that. And she basically <clears throat> knocked on the door, started trying to talk to me. And I, and I don't remember exactly what she told me, but I just remember, like, knowing basically what she was going to say. And I dropped to my knees and started, like, crying in my dream. And then I just remember waking up and I was like, fuck. It was almost like a telepathic thing. Or I don't know, maybe I, at least for me, like, I felt like I could read it on her face. Or I just like knew it in my head like she she was speaking but then the moment of like where I felt like she was gonna say like hey I'm tired like I don't want to you know I want to go or whatever like it's like essentially like almost like ask for permission kind of thing yeah none of that was said it was just like whether it was on her face or I just like knew or maybe it was like a telepathic thing so that's why I was just and then I verbally in the dream Mm -hmm. (laughs) started saying like no, no, no. Year later, we're still talking about us still crying about it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's also like literally still her anniversary. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So it was raw to begin with. And then it being the anniversary just made it even more raw. And like, so of course we're going to be triggered by it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's okay. I don't need to read that one. It was just basically a guy saying how the cousin predicted that he was going to die. And he said that he felt like he was going to die. And like two days later, he ended up dying in a car crash or something. Jesus. Yeah. Well, if for whatever reason, 
that happened. I, I, before he even like said this story, like, I don't know, a day or two ago, this may be a little bit morbid and I don't know why the thought popped into my head, but I was like, I have a feeling, no, I shouldn't say it. Say it, but I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't say it. I don't know. Is it like going to piss me off that you said this? I don't think it'll piss you off, but it was just like a, I feel like because like, I love you and we're like already like pretty connected. I was like, I think I'm going to know when he goes before. Like, I feel like I'm going to know or I'm going to like, or maybe you'll come to me like in this stream and Mm -hmm. I'm going to know before I actually like, no, no. Or maybe now that I said it, you will come to me so that I know. You better. Whoever one of us goes first, you got to go like haunt each other and then, yeah. Let's make that back right now. (laughs) I kind of want to talk about like, and I know we're like not even talking about like we're doing stories and then we're like talking a bunch between, but I kind of want to talk about like what dad uh, recently <laughs> talked to us about with his fucking ashes and stuff. Can I, okay. How, do you want to go for Yeah. How <laughs> no, he ahead. like called. Okay. No, no, no. So yeah, I was like on my way to go babysit and I get a call from my dad and he's like, I'm like, Hey dad. He's like, Hey, would you rather I be burned or buried? And I was like, hello to you too um (laughs) and then he went on to to say that he was making funeral arrangements but just don't open up with a burned or buried what do you prefer it was basically the same thing with me he calls me he's like hey when you get a chance give me a call i was like yeah sure i mean i'm at work i'll I'll, I'll give you a call in a second so like whenever i had a free minute i called him and then i was like hey pops what's up and he's like hey so uh would you rather have my ashes or would you rather go visit me at a cemetery? And I'm like, um, neither. <laughs> uh, why are you asking oh, me? My God. And he was like, Oh, well, you know, and, and something had recently had, we, we, uh, somebody we know pretty, you know, passed away. And they're, yeah. Cl- they're, and they're close to the same age. Maybe the, the gentleman was a little bit older. I'm not sure. But anyway, so I guess that's why he was bringing that up. I guess they were making those arrangements for themselves. And he was asking me because he wanted to see whether he was going to uh, be burned or buried. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they just brought up, he brought up the whole ashes thing. I was like, well, I'll just keep her all's ashes. I'll keep everybody's ashes in a, in a box, but I'll make sure that it's like sealed properly. You know, the, you know, uh, just like some, uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. Holy water. <laughs> yeah. Something so that you guys can't come out and haunt me. And he's like, man, you take the fun out of everything. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm trying fully... to have fucking people walking around my house when I'm not here. Oh, well, I was about to say, I fully expect all of my family members to be walking around haunt me. Well, I mean, yeah, you're weird. So I want to still see you guys in the afterlife. Damn, I, I mean... need to know that you guys are okay. And like, yeah, in my dreams, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> just don't stand over my bed while I'm sleeping. Yeah, just don't like yeah. stare at me or like pull my because that's what he Show said. He wanted to window. fucking pull my pull my feet. He's like, oh, I wanted to pull yeah. your feet while you're sleeping. I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. What Ready? Do you got next? Let's get back into some stories. Um, some sort of like cryptid creature thing. We don't know. We don't know. But this is from Magnet271. It's called Unforeseen Creatures. I haven't told this story much and it still creeps me out to this day. When I was 12 years old in about 2013, 
I moved to this old house that was built in the 1940s. No one had lived in this house for over 30 years. Surprises, like, still on the market and stuff. And it was the first fall I'd, I've seen at this house. I was taking out the trash on our back porch, and from there I could see a tree line that's normally very green and hard to see through. But seeing how it's fall, all the leaves are mostly fallen. As I walk to take out the trash, I look at the tree line. About 30 to 40 yards away, I see four to five of these at least seven foot tall, pure white humanoid with no face creatures. I stand there in awe, not knowing what to do. I... It honestly looks like they were talking with hand gestures, and I couldn't hear anything. Now that I think of it, I heard nothing at the time. No birds, bugs, or even the trees moving with visibly moving branches. I screamed, hey, which got bigger balls than I do at that point. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) To which the creatures became motionless, like a statue. Then I proceed to ask, who are you? to which I stand there for a second before the creatures dispersed. Now I could see far into the woods, and they all went their separate ways, not even hearing a leaf or a twig crack when they fled. They quote-unquote ran off so quickly that it seemed like a blur. To be honest, after that, I completely forgot about the experience until later that night. As I said, I was young, and at at this time, uh, my mom worked night shifts and wasn't there for when I screamed at the creatures. FYI, I lived on essentially a farmland, and my neighbors could easily walk up my driveway in a matter of two to three minutes. So later that night, around 9 p.m., I heard knocking on my back door, the one where it led to the back porch where the creatures were. And I thought maybe my mom told the neighbors to check up on me, and so I go to check it out. I go to the back door, turn to the turned the back porch light on and opened it and nobody was there. Casually, I chalked it up to maybe one of my dogs hitting the door or something. Now, after this, knocking kept coming from the door and it was weird because every time I rounded the corner to where I could see the back door, the knocking stopped. Now, this happened... This happened a few more times every few minutes, ranging from when I turn my back from the door to the moment I sit back down on my bed to just waiting five to ten minutes before it would happen again. After about an hour of this, the the increasing anxiety, after about an hour of the increasing anxiety, I got fed up and went outside to scream. I don't know who you are, but you better stop. To my surprise, it did for about 30 minutes. The knocking came from around the house on the windows, doors, walls, and outside for about 30 minutes. Or all from the outside for 30 minutes. I was scared and curled curled up in the corner of my bed. After the 30 minutes, there was one last bang beside my window, and I could felt the entire house shake and was shocked that the window didn't break. That was the end of it. Nothing for the next five years that I lived there. The shocking part was... The outside was old, as stated, and could honestly be broken with one good swing to the exterior. But where that final bang was, there was no sign of any impact. Honestly, I think that that's what scared me the most, that the creature, that this creature could full force shake my house and leave no damage. I lived in Tennessee, by the way, if this helps figure out where what that thing is. And... Apparently, it says, side note, I have some friends' stories with these creatures, if anyone wants to know them. Um, ooh, you sent me a picture of what it kind of looks like? Well, no. Okay, so 
the picture I sent you uh, is from that Facebook group that I'm not a super big fan of. But I saw the picture. Okay. And I was like, hmm, I can't really explain this. So apparently, or supposedly, this person was out on Galveston, like in the beach in yeah. Galveston, yeah. Uh, watching the lunar eclipse, supposedly alone. As in, like, maybe they had family. I don't know. They they just said that they were alone at the beach watching the eclipse. And they uh-huh. snapped that photo. And, I mean, there's, like, you can – I can see two figures standing yeah. there. One of them's kind of blurry and the other one's, like, a little – like, a shadow figure, like, off to the right. It looks like hmm. a man in a fedora or something looks like, like that. Looks like a man in black and an alien right behind him. Yep. That's creepy. It's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. I, I can't really explain it. The, I mean, like, maybe the – the man on the right side is somebody. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know why they would be wearing a hat and what, I mean, unless they just want to make the photo look crazy. Right. But that other one also looks kind of weird. It almost looks like an alien just kind of like phasing out of the, like between dimensions yeah. or something. I don't know. It looks I'm trying to see. Well, now we have to use that as the, the photo for the episode. Yeah. So I, do you guys know what we're talking about? Probably, I don't know. If we probably do we do we need to credit the photo? Oh, probably. I could probably find it and credit the person. That's crazy though. Aliens? I don't know. I think that would fucking creep me the fuck out. I don't know if that would scare me more than ghosts or not. I don't know. I think maybe it would. Because, like, at least it's, like, a ghost. It's, like, all right. Like, you were a person at one point. You know? You're a human at one point. Mm. Versus an alien. It's, like, I don't know what the fuck you are. You could probably kill me right now. Yeah. That's crazy. So, this next story that I have is from Bluebell Lady. And it's titled, I Think I Met an Angel. What? I want ice cream. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought when I read Bluebell also. Let me, preface, pre- let me preface this by saying I grew up in an extremely, extremely religious household. I left that life behind around the age of 20 and began the journey of therapy and healing from a lot of the trauma I experienced. I don't consider myself religious and have an agnostic viewpoint until today anyway. Today, my job felt like the worst possible place to be. Tensions have been running high and turnover has been high. My boss and I had a difficult discussion in which he voiced that he's not sure I'm the right fit for the position. Now, I could go into what a narcissistic gaslighter he is, but I digress. (laughs) During our meeting, one of the points I kept driving home to him is that I've lost all confidence in myself and my abilities. In fact, those exact words were said. After the meeting, I had a good cry, felt defeated and started looking for a new job. To add to this, I've been battling severe anxiety and depression for a while now, recently with the odd thought of taking my own life. Mm. They said the other word, though. Yes. Earlier this evening, I was out for a walk around my downtown neighborhood. There was a homeless man who kept standing out to me because he was wearing a jacket I remember selling back in my young retail working days. Just as I was walking past him, he stopped me and said, You look so confident. Me? The person who just told her boss that she felt like she had no confidence left in herself? Okay, I was listening now. He proceeded to tell me to remember that I have confidence, that I am skilled, and that I have something to offer. 
He told me not to be scared of finding my partner or starting a family, both things I have spent a considerable amount of time worrying about. He told me I have a support system. He told me I have a support system and that I am not alone. I stood there stunned and have not and have not felt the same since. I know I sound batshit crazy, but truly, I think I finally met an angel. And then somebody said, I'd rather say it was a friendly spirit or fae rather than an angel. Uh, Yahweh isn't exactly a nice guy. He is, in fact, a mass murderer if you read the Old Testament literally. I was like, all right, well, thank you for that Debbie Downer. <laughs> I mean, it could it could have also been like a spirit guide or, a, you know, something like that, too. Yeah. Well, but like Troy said, you know, they can take like basically it's all like you know multiple things can be like one thing and yeah you know and especially like her saying oh actually i'm so glad that you said this because this reminded i had told you to remind me about something and you didn't mm. for the last two episodes Sorry. <laughs> but but this helped me remember um or well let me just finish the point about like she said she grew up religious so she associated that with an angel which i mean would make sense versus maybe somebody who didn't would say something else but um the thing that I was going to tell you was that you remember that super beautiful dream that I thought I had first with like the shadow figure and I was like freaked out and then you were in the dream and you like pulled me back into my bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, now they're beautiful angels. Aliens. And Yes. I like it like I just randomly thought about it. I'm like, OK, well, now this like beautiful dream experience thing that I had. I was like, what if that was just me getting abducted again? <laughs> Uh, and they're like, oh, shit, we came in as shadows. Like, let's we're freaking her out. Let's pretend to be angels. So she like comes willingly because and and what if they I used you to help yeah, get you there? Yeah. So that I would like trust you and you were just the alien that was dragging me back into the bedroom so that these supposed now angels could like take me and I'd be OK with it. Isn't that Damn. now super twisted and fucked up? Fucking body snatchers and shit. Yeah. I'm an alien. <gasps> oh, hold on. And I just thought too, because it was at that same apartment where I like woke up randomly, like just like pink, like was awake. And then I just heard there's an owl like outside my window and there's never owls outside my window. And owls are like associated with aliens. Anyway, now I'm just going for a real long stretch here. But anyway yeah i just the dream popped up into my head and i was like oh that was such a beautiful like dream experience sleep paralysis weird ass thing that i had happen and then now i'm like well it's not so pretty anymore when i think of it that way (laughs) i like like the other version i do like the other version too scary okay now now craig's gonna come and say (laughs) no definitely aliens (laughs) i know damn it (laughs) <laughs> why did I? Why did we ever meet Craig? Now everything is aliens. Uh, just We're kidding. Craig. Wouldn't Craig? We yeah, love you. No, we really do. No, you're great. That was fun. Okay, so this one is from Joshua August 13, and it's it's another like cryptid creature experience thing. Uh, it says, "Can you help identify what's in the woods near my house?" So it says, "I was never someone who believed that there is anything supernatural." Though now that I am certain, I'd like some help identifying what exactly it might be. I'll give the full details and hopefully something short. A month ago, me and my friend went to my parents' rental house in the woods out in the Midwest. 
The house is very close to the woods with the end of the mowed lawn going straight to brush. And then about two meters later is forest. Get that visual? Okay. Um, house from the woods is probably about 20 feet in between. That is the stone fire pit in the backyard. The forest is even closer to the house on the left side, about two meters. And, uh, we stayed there for a couple of days and nothing strange happened until it was evening when we cut down brush to start a fire. And while we talked, we heard the sound, what sounded like two voices of children laughing, but it sounded Mm. weird, like not exactly a little girl. It sounded kind of far off and coming from the woods. I ignored it, but my friend got really freaked out by it, as he should. The nearest neighbor was about 200 feet from us. My friend is also very superstitious because he lived in the Philippines. Uh, The last time I was there was... The last time I was there was when it all went wrong. Me and another friend, not superstitious as I was... um, Uh, came with me on the second day we went outside at 12 a.m in the yard and my friend saw something move from the brushes of the house to the woods he described as being big and black and that it moved really fast faster than a deer which he had saw previously outside and there were also no bears in the area then later we made a bit of noise we shot bb guns at cans in the backyard but we stopped when we heard what sounded like two voices at the same time coming from the woods again and they sounded far off it sounded like a screech and a deep howl we both thought it was an animal however later we cut down the brush and built a fire to cook again then after the fire right before sunset we went inside and both went into my friend's room, whose window looked out into the backyard, and he got a feeling of being watched. So he suddenly looked out the window, and he told me to look at the tree at the edge of the property leading towards the woods, and we both saw what I could describe as a large black hand gripping the tree without anyone behind it. No fingernails. Uh, I could see it was just black at at. It was just black at its fingers, and they were also pointed. I was a little excited by seeing something paranormal, but it went away and was replaced by fear and dread. Yeah. <laughs> um, he decided to call... Uh, sorry, we decided to call my first friend who went on a trip... Who I went on the trip with, and he thought it could have been a skinwalker. Basically, we made it look like we weren't home and barricaded ourselves into one of the rooms, and we were going to wait until the morning to leave. My friend saw something black move around the side of the house, and we heard lots of loud thuds around the house. The feeling was unbearable, so I decided to call security since this area is part of a resort. We went to we wanted we wanted to be taken seriously, and so we said that we think we saw some person stalking us outside of the house. He checked the security guard, uh, checked around and the back, and me and my friends were in front, and we heard metal banging coming from the left side of the house, close to the woods. The gas tank was on that side. The security guy was a little scared, which was funny, but <laughs> but he basically told us this is a quiet area and didn't believe anyone was there. When we then packed all our stuff quickly. And when he was still there, which, yes, I would have been like, can you just like wait around here while I pack up my shit, please? Uh, While he was still there and drove back home around 1 a.m. Nothing strange after that, except 
that after driving an hour, we stopped at a, a spot, a stoplight, and there was no one around except for a truck behind us. And we heard what sounded like a man trying to sound like a bird. <laughs> Probably nothing, but we were still freaked out and uh, just thought, and yeah, and I just thought I'd mentioned it. And then, you know, if anyone can help identify what it is and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, apparently skinwalk skinwalkers whistle at night. Um, some the of it was kind of whistle at night. That's true. Some of it, like the whole like banging around and, and whatnot sounds like Sasquatch Bigfoot. But, um, oh, and then so that, yeah, this is something that I was going to read that so that, um, the original, oh, because somebody had commented, uh, saying like it could be the work of ancient native rituals in connection to the burial grounds, or could be the work of occults that performed in the woods. You know, called something forth. Um, but then the original poster, the OP, um, said added note. I looked up the area, and it turns out that there's three native burial grounds close to the area, which. Typically, I'm like, oh, it's always a Native American burial ground, and people just like to throw that out there, like all. Yeah, willy-nilly. haven't you ever but, seen Poltergeist? Yeah, but like that's why now everything is like, oh, it must be on a Native American burial ground. Just like Ouija boards are bad because of the Exorcist. But I digress. No, um, but yeah, I don't know. Another, I, I don't know why I was like all about the the creatures today but yeah yep well ironically i had a ouija board story but we'll save that for next month all right guys so i know we you know talked a lot of personal experiences and stuff i feel like we do that all the time when we do stories of high strangeness but um that's just our little chance to kind of share stuff with you guys too um but there's some little creepy cryptid stories in there what do you think would you want to be able to say goodbye in a dream and learn about somebody's death before you actually found out when you woke up and what do you think those crazy white creatures were that were talking in sign language to that one guy we want to hear from you let us know because we believe oh wait that's not no not not yet not yet (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website, webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. We do know that a lot of people listen on Apple Podcasts. So if you could give us a five-star rating, that would be amazing. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?